It's the business end of the Premier League season, and that means there's still plenty to play for when it comes to FPL. And of course, we've got you covered. Let's not waste any more time and give you all the tips and tricks ahead of game week 27. Roll the intro. Yes, and hello, dear listener slash viewer. It is seven past the Haya here in the UK, and we are going to talk all things FPL. All the tips, all the tricks that you want. Are you going to play a wild card? Are you not? Double, it's even a double game week. Let's get jumped straight in. Jamie, we're going to start with you. Let's see your team and let's hear what the listeners have got. But before I jump to you, I want to give a big shout out to, of course, to our top two in the Lost in Possession Fantasy Football League. Big shout out to Sahil Kassam and Adam Marling, who are joint top and are on course to win that replica T-shirt. You lucky person. So let's jump straight in. As I said, Jamie, let's hear from you. I see you've got a great team there playing a 3-4-3. Tell us a bit about it. What are your plans? Right. So I've activated my wild card. So that is this week. Um, I thought about doing it last week, like majority, uh, like quite a lot of players were doing, if you looked at Twitter or YouTube. But I was there was a few players who were on yellows, yellow flags, um, that I just would have liked to be in my team. And I just wanted to see how that would play out. So I sort of delayed myself a week. Could be a bit of an issue because of my points. Um, but let's get into my team. So my goalies, I've got Raya and I've got Ward. Currently got Raya starting. He's got a double game week. There, there's no real, no real, ob- it's an obvious choice. Um, in my defence, I've got Trippier. I've got Botman. I've got Ben Mee. Uh, I've got Zinchenko, and I'm going to butcher the name Estepanan <laughs> from Brighton. Um, he was the one that I was seeing on the yellow yellow sort of flag, and I wanted him in my team out of the Brighton defence. Um, due to due to have any comments on my defence? I'm liking the team choices. I'm liking the team choices. We'll see my defence in a second, but it's very similar in terms of the team team switch. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've got, double, you've got to target the double game week, really, haven't you? Yeah. Especially think... as Brighton and Brentford have two coming up within three game weeks. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's, we'll, we'll switch over. I guess we'll do defence for each of our teams. Sure, um, go straight into you then, Jordan. So, yeah, similar in terms of teams. Obviously, Rayer in goal, I think, is an absolute banker. Um, I, I'd be surprised if people, you know, are going for another keeper. Um, again, you've got to bear in mind, you've got to look ahead slightly. There is another um, double game week for Brentford, I believe. So it's important to bear that in mind. Um, Zinchenko, for me, is that right? It is a double game week. Yeah, double game yeah, week 29. Yeah, a double-double. Um, dunk for me, solid again, Brighton. I, I think for all our listeners and viewers, you have to at this point. We'll get onto the midfield later, but you've got to be tripling up on Brighton players here. Um, and how good they've been defensively, I think you've got to have a def- at least one defender in there. For me, Esther Pinan, you know, doubts over wh- whether he'd play and start every game. So that's why I've gone dunk instead. Um, and for me, Rico Henry, a little bit more attacking. Maybe a higher chance of an assist, I think. Um, Zinchenko, 
you know, needs no introduction. Um, Trippier, again, same thing. Newcastle got the double game week. Trippier is probably the highest defender on, on points currently. He's critical. Um, and Ben Chilwell as well. Yes, we all know Chelsea's form of late, but we've got a nice-ish run of fixtures coming up. He was very, very good at the weekend. We reverted to a back five. Um, and if Chilwell's in a back five, he will get forward. He'll get assists and, and goals. Um, yeah, he got an assist at the weekend as well. So bear that in mind. So really like looking at the defence between mine and yours, I've gone for Botman, who, to be fair, I'm still... I'm in an R in whether I go for someone else, but I just don't know who in defence you've gone with Chilwell as yours. I think that's the sort of main difference. But yeah, Chelsea have got a double game week in 29. Got Leicester away, Everton at home just before that. Decent sort of fixtures, really. You can't... There's n- Yeah, not much to frown upon. And if Chilwell stays fit, that's... Yeah, he can get in them points. But him staying fit has been a challenge at Chelsea, really, hasn't it, throughout his whole... Well, it's Chelsea... Since his Chelsea move. Yeah, there might be a bit of sort of blind faith on that <laughs> with, you know, with with how shaky we've been at the minute. I say no game looks a winnable game. Um, I, I like the double up as well in Newcastle defence, but I've already got Pope as my keeper. So that's why I didn't sort of double down on Newcastle in, in defence. Well, triple down, wouldn't it? Or triple, yeah, 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 triple down. <laughs> Uh, and that's Reece, the one, one, one freak goal, and then it's everything. Yeah, yeah, you're in trouble. Reese, what about you? How's your defense looking? Well, I want to, yeah, emphasize that this is nowhere near a finished product. I've, I tend to wait towards the end of the week to make my changes because just in case of any injuries or any last minute stuff like that. But I do agree that doubling up for the, for the double weeks makes complete sense. Um, I'm think I'm probably going to swap Watkins out for Tony <coughs> even if Tony doesn't score in those two games he's at least going to get me some points whereas Watkins can be very hit and miss with the way he is at times um, I think Bright, going for Brighton players does make sense for example I could take maybe Tokowski out and put a Brighton player in I'm not sure yet but even though they're playing Palace it's a strange one for them because I know that their stats are always very good, but Palace always seem to get something out of it. Um, so you might even want to consider going for someone like Wilfred Zaha in that case, if, if you wanted to bear that in mind, because obviously it is a, it's a derby, so to speak. So you don't know what can happen there, but there's also the possibility that Brian could absolutely slaughter them. So but give think of that balance. Sometimes you can go OTT with one team, whereas if you're going for a double week, don't be afraid to you know, mix and match that a little bit more. But, yeah, I mean, I'm very concerned about my goalkeeper situation. I think I should prioritise that. I tend to have just let that go, especially because now it seems to have clicked with a goal for Chelsea. So maybe I'll consider Raya myself. What, what, but... one, one goal is clicking for Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, we're back, well, we're back baby. <laughs> the problem with that is it tends to lead to a run. And let's be honest, they're playing a Leicester team who have been very, very poor lately. I don't know. He could end up having the game of his life. It, I really don't know at this stage, but no, yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say, I think you need, you need, you can't have two Leicester keepers because, you know, they've, they've not been in the best of form. Plus you've got alternative options of, of double game week keepers in better fixtures. So I, I think if you haven't got one of those keepers already with a double game week, 
personally, I think that that's one of the priorities, I think. Yeah, I mean, I might even go all out and do a complete change around, like I said. I put the two Leicester keepers in just because it was a matter of ease. One it was the cheapest option, wasn't it? It was having the yeah. 4.0, 3.9 goalies. If one's injured, the other one plays. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah, and like even like I look at my defence, for example, Alexander-Arnold's been on fine form, you know, Hillman plays for a Wolves team that don't really concede and they don't really score, but they're playing a Newcastle team that have been off the boil themselves. And they don't really score. They're not a massive no. goal-scoring exactly. team, so it's not, exactly. not a bad player to have. No, with... you talk about Everton are a strange team as well. I'm not quite sure about them at the moment. And you mentioned your, your team's not finished. I think that's clear with, with Kukurea. Um, <laughs> he obviously isn't playing at the minute. Chilwell had a good game, so barring, barring an injury... You know, I'd put his chances of starting at about 10%. Who are you eyeing up instead? Are you going to jo- join me on the Chilwell Express or are you going to double up on a, on a different defender? Um, That's a tough one, really. I think I need to look at the drawing board and see who perhaps creates the most chances in defence. I think Chelsea, if they're going to attack, then yeah, he'll probably be the best bet for them. But I might look at a bit more of a free-flowing sort of team to go for that option. Right. Do you now. have your wild card race? I believe I do. So I that's obviously an option. You could have a big overhaul if you're not happy because you we've mentioned like five players you're not happy with. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's what I've been thinking. I've been saving it for this particular reason, knowing that there's like double, double game weeks coming up. So exactly. it could just be a smart move for me to play it now because, like I said, we're at the business end of the season here, so. Most players, I think, if they're going to click form, they're going to click form now. Or if most teams are going to look to survive, they're going to look to survive now. These was more of a convenience for the time I had because I remember there was a lot of games weren't playing on a certain weekend, etc. So, yeah, it's all, it's all about, for me, to how I'm going to do this. But I think I'm going to go with Tony up front for sure. Um, and I'll probably captain him as well and vice-captain Matoma. It's no disrespect to Salah, but when you've got two games... It just makes complete sense. I'd rather get an extra couple of points knowing it's guaranteed. No, you definitely got to go for the double game week player. Yeah. I think um, just for the people on Spotify, really, obviously Reese's goalies are Ward and Iverson, if you couldn't gather. The defence is Tarkovsky, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Kilman, Kukurella, and then is it Brandon Williams? I just know him as yeah. B Williams, to be perfectly he's honest. There. He's been there making the numbers up. But he's there for yeah, he's there for no money, really. <laughs> I think if we look into your midfield, Reese, obviously you've got Almiron, De Bruyne, Salah, Mitoma, and then Andreas at Fulham. You've got a lot of money in there. Are you looking at sort of downgrade like if you are going to play your wild card, for example, towards the later of the week? Are you looking at your big players going and that frees money up elsewhere? Or are you sort of thinking Salah's just hit form after Liverpool's 7-0 win against United? De Bruyne, City have started ticking over a bit. Um, Do you want to keep them in? Because like you said, business end of the season, big players turn up. Liverpool going for top four, City going for the title. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an interesting point. I, I'm more inclined to keep Salah over the Bruyne. The reason for that is because Salah's always going to play. I think with Pep's tactics, you don't know how he can be at times. 
And De Bruyne is the sort of player to get three hat tricks against Crystal, uh, three assists against Crystal Palace, for example. And then next game, he'll either be benched or he might not. And as much as I like him as a player, I could probably afford to put someone like Andreas over him, knowing that Andreas is going to play and he might have an easier run of fixtures. So it's for me to weigh that all up. I'm inclined to actually take Armour on out um, just because I think Newcastle have hit that little bump at the moment. So I may need to go for an extra addition for for my creativity. Absolutely. Uh, move on to Jordan's midfield. Take it away. So Saka, Rashford, Mitoma, McAllister and Odegaard. So for full disclosure, I went early on my wild card. I tend to have a bit, a little bit of beer, a little bit of patience sometimes with FPL. Um, so I pulled the trigger early. So I did my, <coughs> excuse me, did my wild card um, before this game week, just gone to game week 26. And as I said, for the same re- reasons, you've got the Brighton double, double game week. I went all out with, 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 with Brighton players. Now, in terms of points last week, the Brighton players absolutely delivered. Annoyingly, I only got half of it because McAllister, you know, I thought they'd beat West Ham, but I did not think it would be a 4-0 absolute wreckage. So Mitoma was playing. He got me 13 points. McAllister was on the bench, got me got me 14. So it was a bit annoying, but absolutely without foul, those two will be in my starting lineup, barring any, you know, last-minute injuries. Palace at home again. Yes, it's a bit of a, a derby, but historically in this fixture, Brighton have absolutely and utterly dominated Crystal Palace. And the way Palace are playing at the minute, I don't see that changing. Um, obviously, Brighton 4-0 win against West Ham at the weekend. I would not be remotely surprised if Brighton went and did, did the same thing to Palace. So for me, if you're going to use your wild card or you haven't yet, you've got to be going for two Brighton attacking you know, strikers or midfielders. And for me, Matoma, McAllister, 5.3, 5.4 mil respectively. Uh, it feels like no-brainers. Jamie, I think you had the same as well. So, um, yeah, so what, what you've got here, Jordan, is the template midfield. <laughs> this is the one that if you look all over Twitter, all over the YouTube channels of FPL people, this is what they have. That's their five in midfield. What I want to pose to you is, are you slightly worried because... You can't just be looking behind you. You've got to be looking forward. Catching up people when you've got the exact same midfield. Are you sort of thinking, could I switch one player out just to have that differential? That's the only, that's what I've, I've got that dilemma myself. And I think I might as well move on to mine because then we can talk about it sort of at the same time. Because the only difference I have is I've still got Martinelli while you've got now Odegaard. I've had Martinelli since the start. Um, I had Odegaard in before, but I brought Saka in. I just think he's on penalties. It just makes more sense. But I'm thinking of keeping Martinelli for that differential because I think he can match. And I think he's got a higher ceiling in one one-off game to score more goals than what an Odegaard can do. Odegaard will probably tick over and get you one assist per Per every other game, for example, but Martinelli can go and get you two goals in a game. So that's yeah, where that's what my thinking is because I want to catch up people. Because let's be honest, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it. <laughs> but I'm, two, I'm two points behind you. Come on, and for, for me, that's just not good enough. 
so this is where slight differentials I think will help. Um, so this is my thinking. So I might even I could get rid of one of Martinelli or Saka and just try and find someone else who I think might just come out of anywhere. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think Odegaard and Martinelli are basically the same. Um, their points in FPL this season are almost identical. Um, I I get what you're saying. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I get what you're saying with Martinelli. But for me, Odegaard, he's been in fine form as well. Martinelli had a you know a few games dip, so I'm still pretty confident in Odegaard. I, in terms of differential, I might well I will get onto the strikers, but my differential for this week is more so in my attack. Um, you know, it might be a template midfield, but I did it first. I did my wild card early. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna accuse everyone else of copying. Um, but for me, there's no one that screams out to me in midfield. It's more in the attack, as we'll get on to, where I think I might, well, obviously you don't know until it happens, but I think I might have an attacker who, who could get me just ahead. But I, I, yeah, other than that, I don't see any changes. Rashford, yes, they got beat 7-0, but home to Southampton, you, you'd fancy him to bounce back pretty swiftly. Um, my only concern worth mentioning, if you just go back to my team quickly, um, is a starting lineup because as you can see here, it, it's kind of how I want it at the moment. So although we're talking about differential here and there, I probably will end up only starting one of the Arsenal boys anyway, because away to Fulham, although yes, they're top in good form. I don't see them going and winning that three nil. Yeah. Fulham have been in great form as well. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah. So even if I did put a differential in, I actually don't know if it did even start. So I'll probably leave that midfield as it is. So another question for you before, actually, no, let's go. I'll say at the end, actually, I think if we go on to our attack, um, mine is template.com. I've got Tony Kane. I've got Haaland. Them three are, they were the first things I did when I did my wild card. Um, because Tony's got the double game weeks and Kane and Haaland's got 27 goals in this season. And if Haaland wasn't about, we'd all be raving about Kane's goal scoring record this season. Um, that's just unfortunate for him, but he probably should have left Spurs and then he could be scoring more at City. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but if you're talking about the front three, that is the template. And in my my opinion, I don't see anyone getting like I. I don't think I'm even going to think about replacing any of them, because the way that we're going in midfield, like you said, two five point four million Brighton players, we've all got funds left. I've got nearly two million in the bank. Um, it. I don't actually. I don't think this is right for the amount of money in the bank left for all three of us, but all three of us, it says we've got about 1.8 million in the bank left. So my front three is that I, there's not much I need to really say. The only small thing is Tony. He's obviously got the charges against him, which he's pled guilty. Um, but I think his case isn't being heard until April. So 
get him in your team now, <laughs> but make sure you know you might, you probably will need to get rid of him in about a month's time, which unfortunately there's about three or four games before that. But let's move it over to you because we don't need to worry about that, Jordan, in your front three. Forget Tony, forget Tony. It's not about him. Um, so this is where I've gone for the differential pick, as I said. Kane, Haaland, it, it's hard to argue against. Uh, I've gone from Bremo, Bermo, however you want to pronounce it. Again, all the same cases we've already made for the double game weeks coming up. It is going to be a differential. As I said, the masses, the whatever you want to call them, are all going to flock. The, the sheep are going to flock to, to Ivan Tony. I'm going to be different. Um, again, maybe yeah, I could be completely wrong. Maybe the sort of doubts around Tony's ban might, might you know, might weigh heavy, might impact him somehow. Again, bit of a stretch, but I don't think Burmo's done anything wrong this season. I think he's been in good form. He's always in the mix, creating chances, having shots on target. So, yes, I will ultimately regret it if Tony has an absolute stormer. But I think this could be the guy, and Burma could be the guy to get me slightly ahead in in the rankings. Um, and again, as I said, going back to the defence, Henry's in there for me as well, which not everyone's gone for. So I am relying big on Brentford to get me up that table. But again, look at where they are in the league. Look at their form. Everton and Southampton, two teams out of form. So, I, I, yeah, I'm quietly, quietly confident. And finally, let's get on to Reese's team before we talk about just in general. Reese, take away with your front three at the moment. And I think you said you want to make a change with your front three. There we go. Yep. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a change most likely. I mean, yes, it's saying to go for Tony, which I probably will, but he hasn't. I think well, he's only had two in six, I think, at the moment. And that includes, you know, all competitions. So he got a goal against Arsenal and he got a goal against uh, Bournemouth, if I'm not mistaken. So so there's quite a gap there for, for him to be replaced by Embuemo, probably. Or, like I said, if you want to go down a different avenue, maybe consider someone in the Palace team or or some or somebody like that. But ideally, he's he's the most sensible bet, isn't he? I don't, you know, most of Palace's goals probably come from outside mid, you know, in midfield, just like Brighton's do. So it's very hard to say, like logically, you know, would you go for anyone else? So well, Southampton, say... Southampton are the other team with the double game week, but once again, is gonna. I mean, Chayes doesn't score enough, does he? No, no offense to him, I think he's a good player, but he doesn't score enough, you know, and. No. I would probably argue better off looking in Southampton's midfield. If you're going to go for that, James Ward Prowse or Armstrong or, you know, it's, in, it's not, it's not someone, it's not a team that are free throw scoring. No, no not, not when I say none of them are, but like Brentford are consistent scorers, but different players yeah. contribute to that to them. So I would think you'd be silly to not have at least one Brentford player in there. So I'm going to have to likely go Tony or explore other avenues, I think. Because you'd be getting rid of Watkins here. But Watkins, oh, no, in game week 28, which is a blank game week for some teams, mm. he's got Bournemouth at home. And that's a like, that's a game, that's probably like 
a game you'd want. Whereas yeah, you're, exactly. you've got yeah, exactly. uh, Harland and then Anotto, who's got Wolves away. And like you said before, fairly good defensively. So it's it where was... they do go down to Jordan Root. Mm. What's the thinking of Nonto? Because I, I, I actually really like him as a player. I think he's a great signing. Got he's, high potential. But... I've had him in there about four or five weeks. I've popped him in, I think, just before they played United at Old Trafford. And he, and he got a goal. And I was like, oh, that's justified. Maybe he's going to click from there. But he just never did. So he was more because he was a cheap option for what I had at yeah. the time. I had Kane up front alongside Haaland as well. So it was just to change the dynamic a bit. Um, for me, I think look, looking at, Chelsea, yeah. so. no, no, he's a good player. I just, I, I think for FPL, given the game weeks and that, I just, I don't think he should stay. For me, no, looking at looking at your team, I would get rid of De Bruyne and go for a big money, big money striker. Whether that's yeah. Kane, you know, you've already got Watkins and Haaland because De Bruyne, you know, City's game weeks not great. I think they've got a week off, then they're playing Liverpool at home. You know, we all know how good De Bruyne is, but, you know, out of Salah and De Bruyne, based on the fixtures, I think Salah's an obvious choice. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think for me as well, like I tend to vary up the players as much as possible on the pitch. Because you have, I, I to just, avoid to, just to put like the, what Jordan's suggestion is of putting Kane in, You'd have seven. Well, if this if this balance bank is right, you've got seven point three million to spend on a midfielder. Mm. And to be fair, you haven't actually got any Arsenal, so that could be a Martinelli, could be an Odegaard. You've obviously got Palace. Yeah, well, I'm skeptical for a minus four. Yeah. Um. They're the sort of yeah. They're the picture you could be going for. <laughs> But it's sort of. I think it depends if you're just going to use your wild card. Yeah, it will. It will depend. I mean, I could even just go two up front. In all fairness, I think I think there's enough in the front two to do something. I think Unai yeah. Emery will get probably more out of Watkins than what other coaches have had. Um, I like I, I was just saying, like I, I prefer to keep probably to my detriment the players as mixed as possible. So, like, to me, I always feel sceptical of putting in, say, two or three Brighton players when I feel like I could vary it up and put another player in, knowing that I'm guaranteed to at least get a point there. Because if Brighton were to lose, at least I've compensated that. Otherwise, but then it goes the other way and Brighton would win and I've missed out on probably triple the points of what I should get. I think on that, though, like, with... with um, If you're going to... If you don't want to be, too, let, let's say Brighton as an example, if you don't want to be too heavily relying on Brighton, I think even even if they have two average games and maybe don't score because of the points or possible clean sheet points, especially midfield, I still think they could end up getting more points than another player who doesn't score. So I get your point about spreading the risk, but for me, I think considering those fixtures, particularly looking at Brighton, I think it probably is worth taking the risk and going all in all in on Brighton. Mm. Yeah, it's probably a good point. I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to have a chop and change of it around later in the week once it's clear of who's likely to be starting for their teams and any injuries or anything like that. And I'll I'll go around because I don't really think there's a big issue with the back three at this moment in time. Um, and I think I think yeah, midfield up front 
well, definitely in goal, but midfield and up front can do some juggling about because they're a consistently point picking up team. It's just like I said, you know, you two would have an extra Brighton player in, for example, and he'd get the the goal or two. And sometimes that's what's been making the difference. So that's what I'm going to have to look down a little bit more. I think one thing now you've got to consider, though, and I've just pressed next for the next game week on Reese's team, and this is quite concerning for Reese. Um, he has what one, four, five, seven players out for the next game week, so technically he doesn't have a full team. So this is where, when you get your, this is why people are going for Brentford, for example, because Brentford have also got a game in that midweek, whereas Brighton don't. So this is where having three Brighton, one City player, for example, like me and Jordan have got, we don't have a full. 11 for the next game week. So this is where it can be a bit of an issue. Yeah, so exactly. This is where the planning comes involved. And I've technically got that. I've now got that week of planning, but Jordan will have probably the extra transfer for next week if he doesn't use one this week. Or if he cha- makes a change this week yeah. for the next one. So I have Jordan, you've got... Oh, you've got five players out because you've got Rashford as well and so do I I thought I thought United were playing ha huh? that's messed up my plan <laughs> yeah so Jordan you if you don't use your transfers you'll have two left and you'll be you could be fine you yeah. could get rid of Harland and McAllister for example putting yeah. your three players well, that, on the- that was going to be my unpopular opinion I, I'm seriously considering selling Haaland, um, which may sound insane. But looking ahead, um, my kind of pre, you know, early thoughts ahead were to replace Haaland with Watkins, who Watkins plays, has a decent home fixture, and then also a double game week after. And in that double game week, Man City have Liverpool at home. So again, I don't think that's a game where we're going to see Haaland. You know, obviously, look, Haaland's always capable of scoring a goal, but I'd probably favour a Watkins double game week over a Haaland home to Liverpool in that week. So it'll be a short-term kind of two or three-week transfer, but I do think people need to consider the unthinkable, and that is benching Haal uh, transferring out Haaland. I know you might think this is a unpopular opinion, Jordan, but it's actually quite popular. It's something I've even thought about. It's oh, it's something true. that this is this is the problem why I mentioned the differential before, because everyone's got pretty much the same transfer minds going on. Yeah, it's sad. Sadly, this part could be a little bit boring if you just stick to the template. This is where the differentials. Like if one just hits, you're actually gained so much more because every other one of your players is the same as everyone else's. So this is where it could be really important just to gain the sort of the person who's next above you in the league, like you are to me. <laughs> if I gain an extra an extra five points on one player, it really could help help me out. But with you having the sort of two transfers, this is where I'm probably at a disadvantage because I would only have one transfer and I've got five players out. Mm. 
So that's where I might need to go, you know what, Rashford's out my team, for example, which obviously he's got a very good fixture, but he's then got a blank after. Or do I just take the minus four? That's sort of where I've got to look at it. And that's an issue I didn't realise I had. <laughs> so, so I'm glad we've gone through this. I'm glad we've done this because that's helped me out. But it it's a problem for a lot of managers. And then my final question is for you, Jordan, because for your team this week, is there any chance you're playing your bench boost if you haven't already? Yes, that I'm glad you brought that up because I am that's weighing heavily on me. Um looking at the fixtures and that bench, I I think there's a strong argument to to use it. Um po- so you're looking two game two game weeks time. Yeah. A load of double double game weekers and you could use it there. The thing is, yeah, you look at that and, and, and although those doubles aren't all amazing fixtures, it probably is better up, at the minute to save it. But game week twenty nine. Yeah. It's a, it's a dilemma, isn't it? Yeah. My my original intention doing the wild card was to try and set up for a big week with them doubles, but then I'm it's a tough call. I think just looking at that, if I had to edge it now, I'd probably say I'm going to save it. But you never know in FPL. There's always injuries. There's there's problems. Um, so I yeah, if I gun gun to the head situation, I'm going to go 29 game week 29 for the bench boost. And Reese, well, if you play your wild card like I have, we don't have this choice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have this slight headache. Um, we can just go with 29 and be like, yep, yeah, that's it, sorted. <laughs> but I feel like this this is where, if you're not paying attention in FPL, it, you can really fall down the ranks here. Because not if you look at the set and forget teams, they haven't got three Brighton, they haven't got three Brentford or two of each. They've got three City, three Arsenal, three United Liverpool. And then you're going to be having no one in game week 28. <laughs> the, set, the set and forgetters probably probably did all right this week. If I'd have left my team, I think I would have had about 90 points. I'd I'd Darwin Darwin captain, Gakpo in there as well. So I was uh, a bit unhappy with what the events that unfolded, but that's FPL. So Reese. Before we conclude, I think you're the one who's kind of got the most decisions to make. Are you going to pull your wild card? Yes or no? Gun to the head situation. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to say, watch this space. But yes, I think so. Yeah. There you have it. Any more tips? Anything else? Any differentials that come to mind that we've not said already? I really can't think of any. And I. It's, it's, it's the defence, I think, you can slightly go differential. But yeah. the midfield and the strike strikers, I just, they look they look too, too set on, really, for me. Cool. Well, there you have it, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully it was helpful. And hopefully, like Jamie, we give you a few more problems than you realise you had as well. <laughs> um, as always, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Who are you transferring in? Are you going to wildcard? And are you saving your bench boost for week 29? 
as always like comment and subscribe you know the drill Thank you.